you like conversation on a variety of topics? Feel like no one wants to talk about the things that interest you? Tired of only hearing the same political, sports, or catastrophe talk? Yeah, we feel that way too. Join two high-functioning geeks as they discuss just about anything under the sun. We can't tell you what we'll be talking about each week because we don't know where our brains will take us. It will be an interesting conversation, though, so hang on and join us. Here comes the Relentless Geekery. It's been a ton of work, nothing difficult. So it is that for all the uh, watchers of our podcast, my father recently passed away about 10 days ago. And my mother is in a memory care facility. She has advanced Alzheimer's. So me and my two brothers are coming in with making sure that she is safe and cared for and making sure that we start to move forward with dads there together affairs getting settled. As you might imagine, they were smart and they had a living will and advanced health directives and so forth. But my mom and dad, they died in a different order than what they had thought was going to happen. Once you have Alzheimer's, you not only deteriorate mentally, but physically. And she has indeed been ailing with various different things. But my dad uh, sat down in his recliner and went to sleep and did not wake up. We've now discovered that he had probably some uh, kidney things and some heart things and natural causes. He made it to 88 and just he wore out. We had all the uh, unjoy of figuring that out. In other words, usually multiple calls and emails from us. He wasn't returning them. He hadn't been to visit my mom for a couple of days. We got all that put together, but the police wouldn't break into the house because there wasn't enough like criminal proximate cause, et cetera, et cetera. So luckily we had a neighbor who had uh, a key and a locksmith. Was able to... say, so luckily we had a neighbor that had no problem breaking into the house. <laughs> yeah, because they live in this rough neighborhood called Henny Hills in Oceanside, California. Um, it, it turned out that they did indeed discover him. He was gone. And then we started, boy, if you will, the way this all applies geekery-wise is it's an amazingly complex thing to keep track of all the tasks that have to happen, all the documents that have to be filed, all the people that you have to talk to get the next step going. So well, we've been working on all of that. Once you start to involve health and the law and all the very specific things, again, relating it to geekery, so much of what happens in geekery is it doesn't just get to work. Then you start to work on how do we make this bulletproof? How do we make it so that no matter what someone does to screw things up, it'll still work? Well, that's so much what the law is. There's all kinds of, hey, let's, let's make sure that people who are bereaved can get this done. But let's make sure that all the scammers that can jump in and say, hey, I'm his long lost son. Hey, I once, it, it, it's amazing the kinds of crap that can happen and all the documents then spell all that out. So we can't just get one doctor's note about my mom's being non-compost mentis, we have to get two. And to prove that we need to take her as opposed to her being able to make decisions for herself. And luckily, hats off totally to dad. He kept fantastic records. It's an inspiration to me and Colleen to say, wow, we want to make sure that nobody has to go through the archaeological expedition to figure out our papers. He had all of his accounts, all of his investments, the uh, house, um, what bills were currently being paid, last year's taxes, all that is kind of like where we can jump and, and run with it. But even that is its own. You've got to make sure that you get all the utilities paid or using the house as a base of operations. All we need to be doing is sitting here and the lights go out and you and I are not doing a podcast with no power. 
<laughs> you got your brothers. They can get on the pedal bike, right? Generates we have, Exactly. We have one of those treadmills that we can just get right. that. The squirrels have been running it up till now. But I'm surprised because, for example, my, my brain's thinking like lawyer stuff with forms. There's websites that have taken over some of the real basic stuff where you can get, you don't have to go to a lawyer and have them get you a form. It, it, there's some real basic ones that'll fill out. I'm wondering why somebody has, probably because we try and avoid it, but why somebody hasn't said, hey, we have this service you can access online that since you live in Cleveland, brother lives in Chicago, parents live in California, you don't know day to day everything. So while the parents are still capable, here's the information. Here's uh, our phone numbers. Here's our account numbers. And it's something that you and the brothers could access and say, hey, mom and dad, I see this is blank. Can we put that in? So it's not at the last minute. So you don't have to look through folders. It's here's everything you need step by step. Uh, yeah. We will be inspired to use something like that. The legacy box that has all that information and that you have a password to get in and it opens the doors. My dad, he was 88. So he's all old school. Everything is on paper. He right. was online as well. So we can get into those first different accounts. But so far as, thank God, he left a big list of um, accounts and passwords. And he was actually very good with, it's not one password will rule them all. He had separate passwords for all different kinds of accounts. That's because awesome. He, exactly. It's cool. It's also, he was very smart in terms of how to get a good password. How about it be something in Lithuanian, something in German? So it isn't even the English There's... language. A dictionary attack can penetrate it. So we were finding out that all about that kind of stuff. He was pretty canny, actually. Make your passwords <laughs> in ancient Sumerian. See, as long as the character set supports it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Luckily, that if it would have been, we had to switch to the Cyrillic alphabet and figure that out, that would have been another layer of impenetrability. <laughs> Which I would have really applauded your dad for that. That would have been. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, but having, we have the archaeological dig, he has posted some of various different things. And one of them just has a number on it, like 3179. There's no context. So it's like, is that a pin number? I don't think it is. Is that his safe deposit box? Yeah. We're figuring still things out. And who knows how long that will take, will end up being mystery. So without dad to talk to about these things and mom not being there in right. that way, there's some things that are going to be, I'm pretty sure we know his bank and his safe deposit box. If he has something in a credit union that isn't among his listings, you know, sometimes people have, what would you call it, you know, secret money. I guess that's going to be uh, the Swiss account or the Grand Cayman's account <laughs> he established. We'll never know. Again, my condolences, uh, all of us, I'm sure everybody a uh, rough time, but I'm glad your dad, you know, had things together because that really takes a lot of the pressure, stress off you guys right now. You don't need that. Exactly. And, and it's, I know this sounds stupid, but you're probably knowing you and knowing how I would be, you're probably with your brothers remembering, remember this. So oh, it, yeah. you're turning the bad into a good, and there's some good that does come of that. I remember doing that with my grandfather. Exactly. We're, we're, following that playbook as each I, I was the first one on site and then bruce and then armin and as each one has arrived even though we're terribly jet lagged coming out of the going from east to west we end up staying up till one three five in the morning you know eight in the morning to cleveland time just doing that reminiscing and talking about what's next but also all of the the honor the joy the remembrance of dad and mom so i uh, and i have been now to visit my mom several times we were last year in december visiting her and she's really she's not forming new memories every time that i show up she's happy to see me but she doesn't remember that i was there before and like she remembered me but not colleen because colleen and i have been together for 20 years she thinks of me as my like college self 
So, of course, it's Ellen, you got so big. Ellen, where is your hair? <laughs> and so the care for her is going to be very much about how do we keep her safe and stable and so forth. We talked to certain about are we going to move her back to be near one of us in the Midwest? And we're really contemplating that because I'd be willing to visit her and take care of her. It, every time we visit, she gets an hour, hour and a half of pleasantry, but it, it isn't at an ongoing basis really mad. I am facing issues that I never thought I'd have to. I'm, I'm anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. By the way, I'm getting a blip that says my internet is unstable. So if I start to fade out with this home Wi-Fi versus Skynet's mighty Wi-Fi, I do apologize. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tech world, but sometimes there's... It's also good. And it's funny, I hope you don't mind, I embrace the geekery, but that's how I'm coping is, of course, there are books about this. There are websites about this. It wasn't us just figuring out how to do it. You go to the how to be an executor, how to be a trustee, how to be how to handle a death, and there's all kinds of checklists. So we were pretty good about knowing what we had to do, but then there was the, oh, we probably should check this and this. And so the brothers are divvying things up based on everybody's skills, everybody's proclivities. Some are handier, some are more computery, that kind of thing. Um, I've been doing so much like the many touches and coordination. We've got to talk to a doctor and a lawyer and an accountant and a realtor and all that kind of stuff. I've been trying to be that point of contact for everything, even though my older brother will be the um, executor, the, the conservator of all this. He wasn't on site yet, and we had to move forward. And I don't know, I give good phone, give my big, my deep consulting voice, and they respect you. And so that, that's just it. I don't know, without a spreadsheet, how do people keep track of all this? How do people that just get floored by this yeah. not get overwhelmed? There's That would be a great service. Honestly, people buy their plots way ahead of time my right. parents have them and yeah. it, it, if if i knew i have i'm in a different situation because my parents are right here and my mother's already got things mostly but i know a lot of what's already going on that's totally different and my grandmother when she died she had lived with us for six years so a lot of her affairs were already turned over to my mother uh, and my I'm uncle. frozen now uh, yeah a little frozen hello from our over here, I find should be as strong and make it. <laughs> yeah. So, but with, with my grandmother, she'd already lived here and things had transitioned to my mother and uncle and stuff already. So that a little different when uh, you've been slowly doing it through years, you know? That's right. This was, even though 88, we knew some things were going to be happening relatively soon till a big surprise. It really went from, hey, I just talked to him to, hey, he hasn't returned my call for three days. Okay, give it a little bit more because maybe he's just got things going on. He was at the doctor when I called. No, once it hit five, it was, and especially once he wasn't visiting my mom, that was, okay, uh, something's really wrong, but it was very unexpected. You know, till the end, he was doing the shopping and visiting her and taking the cat in the house and all kinds of stuff. There's, it's never good, but there's way worse ways to go and worse things and he sat down had dinner watched his favorite tv show and fell asleep in the chair exactly. people would say that's ideal you know that's the image in my mind is that he fell asleep the tv turns off automatically after six hours house was dark and then he didn't wake up he didn't wake no. up let's see besides that we've been watching the olympics maybe you have as well it's, no actually we haven't okay it's without going into it a ton I watch them every two years because it's just amazing to see what human beings are capable, yeah. the grace and the strength and the, the defiance of gravity and keeping track of where they are while they're spinning around in the snowboardy type cool stuff. Yes. It's a slalom to whose hips work that way. So 
we've been trying to enjoy that. And, and that's, you need a break. You know what I mean? You can't just be only stressed out. You have to say, okay, let's go to a place where my mind can just care about who's the ice dancer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You got it. When I, the, the martial arts style that I took was Kuksulwan from Korea. And at one time it was taught at West Point. Uh, I don't think it is any longer, but also when we were in it, they were talking about whatever they needed to do. They'd been working on to get Kuksulwan in the Olympics. And so we were telling all the kids that were becoming black belts, they were 12. This is 2016. You guys could literally work to get into the Olympics. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, whenever a country hosted, they have the opportunity to introduce it. I mean, that's a, what do they call it? You know, a, a test uh, yeah. event and stuff like that. We already have judo and karate and Greco-Roman wrestling and wrestling. And so why not another cool thing? Yeah. Right. So I don't think it went through. I don't know what happened. I know it was a lot of turmoil during that time frame, but it was yeah. just cool to be almost a part of that. We were on the fringes of it, but close. Exactly. So yeah. it, it always seems like it's magical. That's just always been part of the Olympics, but it's not. It's very dynamic as to what is in and what they take out or add and uh, right. change it. You know. Well, I, I've been watching since '64. Oh boy, everybody, that's that's how, how long I've been around. <laughs> there have been all kinds of things added, and they used to have that they happened in the same year, both summer and winter. And now they have it staggered, so it's every four years for each of them. But yes, you get a cool Olympic dose every two years. In the last since let's say 2000. The, the number of new Winter Olympics things has exploded because yeah. of all the X Games type stuff. So it's all the snowboarding, all of the freestyle skiing, all the, the pipe. It's really kind of cool. And, and now they're making it, okay, let's do something where it's, they're not just doing it individually. Now there's a race with four of them on the course. So there's a certain amount of jostling for position and getting the good line and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they do co-ed events where there's a team of that. And there's, is it a, a simultaneous or a, a tag, a handoff, if you will? It's really cool. I guess they're upping the medal count. You know what I mean? So soon countries that won you know, the, the highest one with 37 medals, now it's going to be, they're going to have 60 because there's right. so medals to award. And that's just how it is also. I think the oldest Olympian is maybe 40 or something for the winter. In the summer, it was actually much older because you can do equestrian things or shooting things. Oh, right. Are into oh. older age, whereas you, sure, you have to have a certain amount of flexibility and resilience in order to do some of these tough things. but. The, the youth, there's a 15-year-old that's the best Chloe Kim in, in the world. It's cool to see that, that they already have the young gymnast. Such presence and such well, grit. You know you, what you I hear, mean? You get those ones. You remember Mary Lou Retton. That was a household name that's that, right. for that's many right. years. Yeah. And I remember, one. you just made me think back to the Commodore. Uh, may, you may have had it too. The Summer Games video games and the Winter Games and right. all those. Oh man, I used to love playing those. The the triathlon where you had to ride the horse and then shoot the target and right. Or or me and my uh, brother in law at the time, they had the whatever sixteen hundred meter dash or whatever. And right. to run for it was not Summer Games. It was decathlon or whatever. But to run, you had to spin the joystick, right? So we right. found that doing this, you could go faster. Better than pant holes in your hand. <laughs> and, and I remember I was going, ah, oh, like blood dripping onto the thing because we just had to beat the other guy. Go into the doctor with a sports related injury, you know. <laughs> and then, speaking of also, did you hear that they are doing a sequel to Cool Runnings? I hadn't heard that, but yeah. they made many references because Jamaica, of course, has a bobsled team to this year. And, and they said, 
that might be the most famous of the Bob Slay teams. Not because they won, but because of that cool movie. You know yeah, I mean? and, John, and who, John Candy and the Jamaican. Who exactly. thinks of Jamaica as the bobsled place to be? <laughs> yeah, what snow do they have there again around the equator? You know, that kind of right, thing. yeah. So it'll go way up in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think they have mountains that high. <laughs> what I've often thought like about Olympics is there's all kinds of things that I can picture myself doing. And of course, they're just better at it than me. You know, I can run, but right. people who run amazingly fast are different. Whereas I look at like pole vaulting and say, oh, that's a very particular ability to run, plant the pole, flex it, know what the tension of the pole is, throw yourself up feet first, 18 feet into the air. Yeah. I kind of can't picturing myself doing that. Yeah. The, the one that always amazes me in winter is biathlon, where they, they do cross-country skiing all their might fast, and then they have to calm themselves down to be able to hit five targets in a row with this air rifle. How do you train yourself to just, okay, heart, slow down, get steady, because I got some shooting to do? That's an amazingly interesting combination. Yeah. You know? and, I mean, it's <laughs> and it's also interesting, too, because the Olympics has definitely expanded, where it's not just brute strength and physicality, that there's dimensions to it, the snowboarding. But some of those kids really? are in good shape, but they're not running decathlon shape. Right. But, yeah, but we have that ability to see their body in 3D space yes. and land things consistently that would be like, that's where I break my neck. That's what. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it is interesting to see how it has changed and kept up with the time. Yeah. Because when X Games and stuff started, like you said, none of that was in the Olympics. And it was looked on as very fringe. And oh, those people. It, it's like more accepted now. It sure is. You know, I mean, the, the Tony Hawks in terms of skateboarding in the summer and the Sean Whites in terms of winter, sometimes that's what you need is that figurehead, that spark plug. That right. Guy that not only is great at his sport, but he's like media friendly and can enthuse other people into saying, hey, come out and do this. We're having a great time. And right. then the next 10,000, next million, millions of competitors show up. That's cool. So, yeah. so I, I haven't really been watching a lot. I see the the news items, you know, that come up. I try and skip over the whatever that one Russian was or whatever that the doping scandal and that she's still going to be allowed to compete. And every year now, there's never a time when there isn't that kind of doping scandal. And sadly, often involving the Russians or the Chinese or whichever country seems to just be it's a matter of national honor to get a lot of medals instead of right. fair play matters. A sweeping statement. The Russian system has been guilty of that for a generation. They're not changing that in terms of how they coach, how they get young people, what they do to get them to be competitive. And it just isn't. They work harder. It really is. Let's let you juice us up. We're spending our time on making those juices more undetectable or how to use something that we can have the excuse of. It's a heart drug and she needs a heart drug, but it happens to enhance your aerobic and your heart capacity. Yes. Poor kids and families being forced to do that. That's yeah, exactly. Well, hey, if you win, your family gets a nicer apartment. They get the Dacha or something like that. And if you don't, then you get less turnips. I, I, I always rush stereotypes <laughs> on this podcast. I know, but it's you know, really, yeah. again, the point there. But there is incredible. We worry about income disparity here. The Russian system seems to be almost futile. There really are, for what's communism, supposed to have leveled the playing field and everybody shares pain and gain equally no man there's a certain tip of that pyramid that run the whole show and everybody else is very suppressed or unaware that they haven't rebelled and, and killed the people that are so suppressing them and committing all the 
let's go to war. Let's let's cheat at the Olympics. Let's do cyber warfare against other and sometimes friendly countries. Right. Who's allowing that to happen? That's been all of my life. It seems to have gotten worse, not better. And I take it back. Of course, there was time when it was Brezhnev and detente in the fall of the USSR that seemed to be heading towards they're actually going to be like a, a real NATO type civilized country. And then they also love a strong man, apparently, sweeping statement, Putin got in and it's as bad as it ever has. And now I'm sure I'll be getting a deliver of thorium in the mail because, hey, I went on record as saying that guy's a thug. And, and yet, if you don't speak out, what's ever going to change? Right. You know what and, I mean? And, so, and not, this is weird thinking and not condoning, obviously, but you have other countries who have looked at the situation. And I'm not talking about the government. This isn't the government. This is you know people that right. said, look, our country's kind of third world-ish compared to America and some of the big countries, but we have technology. What can we do? And that's where all the scammers come from. I'm not condoning, but I also can say those are some smart guys that said, this is what we can do. Right. And towards prosperity, even if it's of an illicit nature. At yes. Least we're just going to keep having subsistence farming. We're just going to keep just getting by instead of making more for our country. Right. Now, I truly believe that if they looked at it, they could use the same skills in much better ways. Yes. But, <laughs> and, and I see, I, I found some guys on YouTube that hack scammers. They reverse hack them and they okay. shut them down and they get into their computers. And that's crazy. Anonymous yeah. for a long time has been the ones that stop the worst of the cyber criminal. Yeah. yeah. So I've watched a few of them because they're funny. They're like acting like old men. and But as they're sitting there typing and like erasing files on the scammers or getting <laughs> into the CCTV and saying, wow, that's a mighty nice blue shirt. And the scammers are like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it makes it fun. But these guys have good skills. There's mm -hmm. so many things they could do. Yeah. Yeah. It's my nephew just took a job with uh, Slither a game design company. And soon after he took the job, he actually got an offer from Lockheed Martin to do work on their simulators. And it's that's so Lockheed Martin is like the government employment yeah. for life if you want. And yet the younger generation doesn't want to be, oh, I'm going to go do this cool thing, but I'm going to wear a suit every day and I'm going to have a whole hierarchy. He wants to be, we go in and there's a, a refrigerator full of energy drinks and we have beer bashes on Friday and whatever else it might be. There's a cultural difference as to who wants to be the young oppressors or yeah. the young create something cool in the world people yeah you know, so. and that's something we've been pushing frankie on especially yeah. colin he's kind of got his crap together what he wants to do what he likes to do in fact we were just over at kenmore comics which is the one i've gone to pretty much all my life john's been great i get christmas cards from the comic store so what's that's that great. tell you <laughs> but yeah. but repeat customer times n exactly that's yes cool. somewhere between my age and your age and it's okay. He's getting a little older. I've been going to him for 35 years. And he just said yesterday, I was talking to him and he's like, yeah, sometime when I retire, maybe the next three to five years. And I looked at Colin and yeah. I said, did you hear that? I've got three years left basically. Right. And I don't want John to go away, but I also don't want the man to work his whole life and, and feel like it didn't amount to anything. Enjoy exactly. life. Yeah. But I told Colin because he's running the second store for Adam. Adam, right? And Adam's got a second store open. I'm like, you and Adam go together. You could buy the Kenmore Comics in Akron and expand, right. and you could be more of a partner rather than just the guy running the one store. 
That is, of course, how you move up is your name is on the door, not you are the highest of the lieutenants right. that still don't participate really in profit and loss. So, yeah, and okay. comics aren't necessarily the biggest steady income. If you were smelting gold, you'd probably be a lot steadier. But he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's looking for. And people, you get the right thing. People love it. So exactly right. I'm like, dude, I know you don't make tons of money, but if you stop now, you could own this business before 30 and do what you want and get it to where you want. Yeah, exactly. Best of luck to him. I hope I know what we said. Don't want John to leave too soon. Pete was looking for how many there's regularly there are discussions. I, I built this comic book store all my life and I cannot find a buyer. You know what I mean? This is all going to just dissipate. We're going to sell my inventory pennies on the dollar or whatever's going to happen. Vultures are already circling. It'd be so nice if that store with all of its regular customers and all the love and goodwill that's been built up, it just like I had handed off and continued yeah. instead of being, and that, of course, not only comic book stores, it's virtually everything. This yeah. guy's run this restaurant. This lady has run this gift store. There's all kinds of uh, kids not wanting to take over the family business. And I guess comic store could be considered a family business. You know what I mean? So yeah. And that, that's Being funny. Small town American taking over the farm. It's right. still modern. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So. And it's funny you say that because 20 ish years ago, Ravenna was very depressed and everything was shut down. Everything was shuttered. And it, yeah. you, you were almost afraid to go downtown. And they've been revitalizing it. And yeah. just the looks on the main street and trying to get businesses mm -hmm. and get the community there and things like that. And they've got some little stores open. They have a popcorn store. They have a cupcake store. They have a wine mm -hmm. store, all these things. And I'm like, that's an indication of one of two things. Either the economy is doing very well and people are just going out and actually buying the frivolous things. Right. Or Cup two, yeah. people are like, hey, my job is not that steady, but I can open a store of my own and probably be as secure <laughs> as working right. for a company it's one of those two things or both i think i think there's a ton of that you know that with the great resignation people were tired of i'm a wage slave and the, the slave masters are not making this any better any easier so if i'm going to take on all that angst of uh, uh all the tough living why not have at least a win i really win not yeah. i get some tiny percent because it filters upwards to the owners of things yep so the america is still the land of opportunity in that way and it's Walton Ravenna and various other places that keep showing that. Lakewood has all the time new restaurants, new things opening up. And it really is someone that says, I, I'm tired of working for somebody else. I'm on my own, pass, fail. I'm going to, you know, win or lose. It's me yep. now. And that's a very good feeling. And talk, second talk of that okay. supercharge your kids thing. Uh, okay. And I've actually this morning was working on a second talk that I want to work up and give both along the same lines that when our kid, when the kids that are 10, eight to 10 hit 18 to 20, they're not working at McDonald's. They're not pumping gas anymore. They're not all, any of this same stuff, but they have opportunities that nobody else had before them. That's and funny. I think parents need to be open and realize these possibilities so they right. can help their kids prepare because the kids, yes, they're using technology all the time, but not necessarily in a way that prepares them for that future. You start writing them a little bit. The of a phone is different than coding an app. Exactly. Okay. So that's coming. And speaking of comics, yeah. okay, <laughs> uh, slight segue shift. So 
One of my favorite things Marvel has done over the past decade is when you buy a physical comic, they have a little code. You rip off the thing, there's a code, you enter it, now you have it online. Okay. Uh, and I've loved that. At one point, they changed it to where the code didn't give you the comic you held, it gave you some other comic. Out of six comics, all mm-hmm. six of them would give me that same one comic. I wanted the, the one I was holding digital. That's right. what so you could actually maintain the perfect condition. Yes. Okay. Yes. So okay. they made that little sh- shift for three months and it switched back. So then I was like, really? Now I got to go for eight series, go buy three books online <laughs> so, so I don't have holes. Okay. So right. now, just at the end of the year, they wanted to do something different. So instead of ripping this thing off and getting a code that you enter and you got the book, now you have to email, you have to go and fill out a form and get a picture of you holding the cover, the email to support that they then reply to you with a code that you then go and enter that code to get the comic. And each book because you have to- codes were circulating instead of proof of ownership. Yeah. Okay. And sense. each book you had to do that individually with. And I'm like, seriously? That's a lot. Okay. And it was such a disaster. They only did it for one month. But unfortunately- <laughs> experimenting, which is cool too. They really don't know what the future is going to be. True. So try things and let- a public outcry or public acclaim guide them towards what worked. I, I'm not sure why they even tried this change because it's much more work for us and them. Okay. I suspect, though, because they bought Comixology and I got noticed that they're shutting Comixology down and moving it all to Amazon. Well, you know? I, I must have missed. I mean, I'm on Comixology through Amazon. I wasn't aware that soon it was yeah. going it's to the Amazon Prime Comics. Okay. When I opened oh. my Kindle app, now yeah. it lists all my digital comics. Okay. But I can't filter them out and just see books. So I have to like look through comics to see the. And so, I was going to say that's an acquisition, but not a step forward. They didn't take best practices from the two things and build a better version. Right. We gobbled one up and canceled it out and stepped backwards. Yeah. I'll have to see what my new interface looks like. Oh, that we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, they went back to the regular redemption. So that's okay. good. But I told Colin, I said, wonderful. Now I've got, oh, and worse yet, before the code, you usually have eight, 10 months from the date of publication. Okay, that's right. perfect. Because I only pick up my books about every month, sometimes a month and a half, which okay. is another reason I stayed with John, because I've been with him so long, he knows I'm coming in. So I picked up some books, went to enter them. Now, these were books from like the end of December. So it's been a month and a half and you had to enter, get the redemption code by February 1st. Are you kidding me? What would be the reason behind that? Other than we want to clear the books. We want to have an outstanding asset canceled so that we know we can really book this revenue. That's what I've been hearing about all the things that used to be open-ended, every airline loyalty program, every hotel thing, then all of a sudden your things would go away if you didn't use them in a quarter. It's like, what if I fly once a year? your program will never be of value to me because you've got this ridiculous cancellation, this ex- expiration is better. Right. Man, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was going on. <laughs> I, okay. So- revenue enhancement, the world is tougher. Everybody, and I, I told you my problems of buying used things on Amazon now is a total crapshoot compared to what it used to be. Everybody has falsely upgraded how things are and they take longer to get here. And I, I, I didn't need the world of, hey, Amazon will get it to you in, in a day. And it, you know, it, perfect and now is the goal, but you don't, Back off of that by 90%, back off of that by 10% when times get tough. And I've just seen a lot of defection in that regard, not from Amazon, but from 
private proprietors that were using Amazon as their fulfillment, especially if you're a condition guy, you buy it because you want to have it as if I found it on the bookshelf, not that I found it in the trash. I'll give Colin credit. He, the legendary card game, deck builder, Marvel legendary, he's loved it for most of his life, played it for most of his life. I got several bits of it for Christmas throughout the years, and he's been trying to just collect them and get all the sets. He wants to have it all. Okay, that's cool. Some of them are out of print now and uh, that jazz. So he actually called around to every game store in Northeast Ohio every comic book store, game store, say, hey, do you carry Legendary? I'm looking for some stuff. I want to stop in and see what you have. He wasn't right. even, can I order it and you send it to me? He's, I want to walk into your Go store. And look at it. Yeah. And I yeah. love that because I, I take a little pride in that because I think I pass that off to him. It's important to support the local businesses. You can't say, well, this hard to find item I can't get because nobody carries it. If you never go into the stores, then the stores aren't going to be there. That's right, too. Yeah, we've been talking about that. I, my desire to go into real used bookstores, not do the Amazon thing, it's high. When I get home, part of my re-entering my life is going to be what, make a little list of what books I, bookstores I haven't been in either for a long time or ever, and just start doing that once a week, go to another one and expand my radius outside of Lakewood until I'm hitting things in Akron and Canton. And, yeah. and well, I don't know how far I'll go, but there's, always excuses. As long as I'm here, let's go get this pizza that had good acclaim <laughs> that I wouldn't have driven to. But now that I got three reasons to come here, we'll go, Colleen and I'll make a day of it. We'll go for a hike here and we'll hit the comic book store yep. and we'll go, go to the... <laughs> we're doing that this weekend. When I go down for the talk, there's a bookstore we're going to hit that Gina wanted to see. And then the library has an espresso book machine. And I'm going to take my files and you can print your book out, cover and everything right there. So That's I'm going to do that, do a video oh. for it and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. That's cool. That'll be cool. Yeah. We, yeah as you might imagine, we're trying to think of looking at the schedule of California versus home. Are we going to fit in? Like we got a, a show of Jesus Christ Superstar coming up, and I will get home in time for that. But will I be in town for what else? Pretty Woman is coming up. Kansas is coming up. We got a couple shows that I don't want to sacrifice them, but I sure can't not be here when things have right. to happen. So the things we started to book again in the weird post-COVID-ish world, even now they're up in the air. And I don't know, I sure don't want to miss Kansas. You know, even though I just saw them, I want to see them again. We will see. So thank you, Scott, by the way, for he was the one that clued me in on. He'll be able to get us tickets free because his company does that. And it's if you're offering, I would love to join you. Yeah. (laughs) Good old buddy. Exactly. Speaking of shows and stuff, I've got... Two, I've watched this past week and a half or so. Uh, I could recommend to you, interested. So the first is the new Amazon Reacher show. Uh, I've been hearing buzz about that, breeding buzz. I've not seen a minute of it, but I, and I know that the previous version of Reacher was where they had Tom Cruise as a guy yes. that was often described as being 6'5". Tom Cruise has a big presence, but he's not that guy. <laughs> right. So this guy is more in line with the descriptions in the books? or Well, Lee Child. Okay, first of all, this is something I do know, is yeah. the Lee Child writing the books is not the Lee Child that started writing the books. It's his brother. He passed the torch off uh, several books ago. I never knew that. Yeah. How interesting is that? So, okay. And it wasn't just he quit. <clears throat> Him and his brother have actually written things together before, and they wrote two of the Reacher books together. 
to make okay. sure the voice and all that fit yeah. and, and then handoff. Yes. Okay. So it's still using the lead child name, but that's, but anyway, so he gave his uh, seal of approval to this actor, this Reacher. And it's interesting because the guy doing Reacher, you, you may remember him. You ever watch a Smallville back in the day? 20, oh, yeah. Sure. With exactly. a, a good version of Superman. Do you remember right. when they were doing kind of the Justice League stuff? Yes. Aquaman. Right. But he is beefed up big time. Okay. That, I remember him being sleek, not yes. beefy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. There's some people saying, oh, this is boring and flat and lame, but we've been enjoying it. It's, is it the most complicated story in the world? No, it's an action thriller TV show. Okay. <laughs> approach it right. but it's got some great action it's got some good character interplay and like every week or did they release an entire season and you're working your way all through at once. You know, I'm, I'm not a binger usually but when, when sometimes when that happens of course he watches all of them and then it's next to impossible to avoid spoilers right. so i'll have to look into that okay yeah, it's it's worth it we had it was one of those hey i'm gonna watch the first episode and partway through gina said i want to see it and i said we'll start over uh, okay. Some really good fights. Let me just say, he's a big guy. He does good fights. Okay. Um, and we sat and we watched three episodes. And, oh, man, it's after 10. We should get ready for bed. How about one more? It was one of those things. So, yeah, fun show. Good show. I definitely, I was interested in that. And your uh, approval makes me, for sure, I'm going to watch it. We, so. we, we enjoyed it. The other thing, which yes. we saw this weekend, that I give way over two thumbs up, Okay. Was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Interesting. So I love Paul Rudd. And when I saw that he was involved, instead of, I mean, there might be cameos from the Murrays and the Ramus, and not Ramus, he's gone, but you know what I mean. He's no. I guess if you're going to call it Ghostbusters, yeah, bring him back. Oh, that's a little weird. Well, but, I, I loved Ghostbusters when I was a teenager. That's okay. when it came out. Loved yeah. it. Uh, even though I've watched it in recent years and said, yeah, this is okay. It's not the best movie ever. It hit at the right time. It was great at that time. Yeah, I thought it was very witty and had great scenes and stuff, yeah. and, and multiples of them. You know, in, in fact, I even liked they did a, a version with the ladies with Kate McKinnon. Yes, and, stuff, and I was still incredibly entertained. It was one of that first weirdness of you know, please don't you trolls that can't stand that there are ladies that are having fun doing that. Just don't watch it, but don't. Oh, there are multiple versions, and this is the latest. So Yes. So okay. I, I did watch the one with the ladies several years ago. Me and okay. Jason watched it, and we right. laughed. We enjoyed it. But it was like, okay, I've seen it. Eh, it's good. Okay. This one, I said, I'm going to buy this movie and watch it multiple times. Fantastic. It, it, it is the template of how to do a reboot and how to do a sequel. It, it, people okay. should follow what they did if you want people to love your new addition to the franchise. Got and it. best thing yet is that Jason Reitman, right. Ivan's son, was in charge mm -hmm. of it. Right. And and we watched the credit the behind the scenes type thing. And some of the stuff they did was like, oh, you guys loved Ghostbusters as much as everybody else. And that right. made the difference. And right. to the point where they did mostly practical effects because the original had practical effects. Interesting. And some of the special effects they did, they went yeah. back to the original, digitized the special effects from the movie and used that in the new one, the digital remake of the special. To have effects. that continuity and a little bit of not corniness, but like it's a, a nod to the past that you didn't yes. 
try to make it even more spangly. You just said that really worked. It should yes. be ethereal. What was it? What's the gobbler? No, what's the name of the? Oh, know, Gozor, the but uh, Slimer. Slimer is what I'm thinking of. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, and that story is great. Okay. There, it, we were cheering, we were laughing, just <laughs> loving the whole story. And Gina cried at the end. Got it. So, so what you just mentioned, Jason Reitman having, if you will, taken over that franchise. Ivan Reitman just died. We he, killed him because we watched Ghostbusters on Sunday and he died Sunday night. It was our fault. We said, oh, my God, don't tell anybody. You harbingers of doom. I, when you when somebody dies, you always do the retrospective. And wow, he made lots of movies that I really loved. It wasn't yeah. just Ghostbusters. It was Meatballs way back. He, he worked with Bill Murray a lot. And did yeah. he do Stripes? I think he did Stripes. There was a, a number of things that, and I think they also, when they did the list, here's the ones he wrote. And the ones he directed and the ones he produced, but his sensibility of how to do a movie of that kind was throughout all those various different things. So there's a dozen movies that's like, uh, he really had a niche and he really did those things very well. And I guess his son learned how to do them. And so, he said that yeah. in the behind the scenes, he okay. said, he even said that there are things that Jason did in the movie better than he did in his original. He said, Jason's got a master of the story and getting the best out of a scene he's and he's got stuff in there that's better than what i did and i'm like that's wow great. that's yeah. yeah i think we've been that way we talked about this way back in in the mandalorian discussion john favreau has such a great feel for what makes a star wars movies good what makes a comic book movie good so to see his involvement with the, the iron man and the mandalorian and stuff like that and especially whoever like the studio head that had been in charge kathleen something kennedy, kennedy thank you very much that there was a lot of, wow, she's really bobbling it here. She's not embracing the best things about it. She's bringing in new, but they're not convincingly new so that they can carry the torch forward. And he was the bright light that said, Kathleen, maybe you should consult with him a lot, like hand it off to him yeah. because he really knows how to do this. So hats off when I first John, saw John Favreau, I think it was in Swingers or something like that with him and Vince Vaughn maybe. And honestly, I thought, are we going to see more like drunken men in Vegas movies from this? And instead, he has done so much other interesting work, maybe played different character types with the behind-the-scenes stuff he's been. Hats off to, he's got the sensibility, man, like we talk about when they did, who did Supernatural, that they really got the Kripke and then his other showrunners. They got it. They, there wasn't a um, cardboard cutout aspect right. to it. There were deep things about what makes a show like this good. Well, let's do more of that. Let's do... Right. You know, oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. So... I, I would highly recommend Ghostbusters. It Ghostbusters and Reacher. Great okay. movie. Yeah. yeah. So th that's my recommendations. Besides, thank God Marvel went away from their new revamped redemption code. <laughs> there we go. Actually, sometimes like the Moon Knight trailers have been pretty oh, good. Yeah. And, and actually, I, I just like a pull quote was from Kevin Feige along the lines of, don't worry about the new Moon Knight movies. He's going to hurt the people you want to see hurt real bad. It was a quote along those lines. Nice. All right. And Super Bowl wise, they had the trailer for Doctor Strange in the, yes. the dimension. Man, does it look great. Oh, yeah. All so many people. And just that, if you're starting to play with reality, with time shifting, with alternate versions and stuff like that, and like they did with the last Spider Man movie, you have to keep track of. And hopefully, there's things that the movie itself stood alone. It was good. But if you've got all that background, like you and I do from having read comic books, there's, it's like the whole movie is an Easter egg. There's, it's just so nice to see. I always wondered you know, what it would be if that guy fought that guy or what's the alternate version of 
you know, a more metallic Dr. Doom or whatever. I, it's very cool. And I can't wait. And that yeah. we talk about this. I'm not going to see that on the home screen. I got to go Tuesday matinee so that I don't have to worry about masking and hacking and just be surrounded, overwhelmed by the cool special effects. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're going to go see that. Moon Knight and wins Doctor Strange. It's just a month or so, isn't it? I, yeah, I thought it was like opening in March, so a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Morbius, if that's already oh. out, I lost track of it. And no, it's to... close. It's a couple of weeks too, yeah. Okay, you know, so there's... Um, I really do love every comic book movie, and that doesn't make me much of a critic, but it's true. I just love that thing, that genre. But there's some that I'm really looking forward to seeing, and that Doctor Strange one looks great. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the end of Boba Fett yet? No. In fact, okay. I haven't watched any of those. Oh, okay. I, my absorbing into other things here means I'm behind on all my series. Also, I like the uh, the new Dumbledore movie, a continuation of the Fantastic Beasts series, yep. Harry Potter. Mods Mickelson is now, why am I missing his name? Uh, uh, the Grindelwald. And I always thought he was great. He's got just the right, like, the, the spooky eyes and the, like, deader countenance so that you can see him really doing evil things and not in a grinning maniac way, but more like, just, you are an ant to me and I'm going to smush you. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So right. that was really good casting. He was so great in Hannibal. He was so great in the previous yes. Doctor Strange movie. I, I love I don't know, people can make a career out of being like Hannibal Lecter. They can make a career out of being Grindelwald. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think Anthony Hopkins has done a few more things besides Hannibal Lecter. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a lot, just a lot coming out very short. Yeah, it is the golden age for this stuff. They really are great showrunners and great writers. And, and, and like I saw also a preview of the prequel Game of Thrones series. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, talking about the Targaryen and that they really are mad, insane mad. <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm going to be watching that because I, I don't even know how much they're based on George Martin's books. He does have a whole prequel series of vignettes and stuff like right. that. And that's, we talked about that a little bit. I don't know how to account for they, he didn't finish the book in time to have him be the one that was writing the series. So they actually ended the series. And will he ever finish that series now? Not if he's got to be continually compared to yeah. what the, the two showrunners did. And I really should know their names because they did a great job, but somehow those names haven't stuck. Um, but I, what an interesting, I knew he had taking his time almost to the point of writer's block. And now I think it's forever. So in the Could same be. way, you know about this series, yeah. uh, The Name of the Wind? Yeah. <laughs> 10 years between books and everybody in the world is pleased. It's been so good till now, but it can't be that it takes 10 years to write a book. Maybe it does. Some people are just, their pace is different. You know what I mean? So waiting for that <laughs> moment of inspiration. But see, I never got into Game of Thrones. I tried it. I watched several episodes. I'm just, eh, it, it's not grabbing me. I said, well, let me try the books. I didn't enjoy reading the books either. I don't know. It's just, I loved them. I, I, yeah. I read the books even before the series came out. And that was one of those series that I was recommending. Hey, what are you reading lately? You got to try Game of Thrones, man. It's yeah. <laughs> so much good stuff going on and it'll surprise you again and again. You yeah, everybody I mean? loves it. Martin, you can't say he's not a good writer. It's just, I don't know, maybe just something about it just didn't grasp me. That happened with The Wheel of Time, that it didn't quite grab me. And me neither. And about it. And it's, wow, I don't know that I want to put, you know, 20 hours into watching a series that didn't grab me as the book. Maybe I will. But right, it's funny. I was watching The Sopranos, talked about that. I totally shelved The Sopranos when Fringe became available again. <laughs> like, uh, that's, you can tell where my tastes are, that I really yeah. wanted to watch those things that I'd already seen once instead of watching something new. Because Fringe was so 
perfectly good. Yeah, so good. Uh, uh, and there, there's what else is coming? Uh, there's something that popped in my brain. Uh, it'll probably pop up. Okay. We've got too much. I was going over the list. We've got Obi Wan coming. Uh, okay. And we've got nice. Ando, the the rebel guy from Rogue One. They're okay. doing a series with him. The Star Wars front still has stuff too. It, it, you know, obviously, Star Wars now being series on TV, they can so do that, have multiple overlapping series. It isn't a matter of the big build up every two or three years to the next movie. They really can continue to flesh that out. I'm sure they'll add animation. They'll have Star Wars underwear again and whatever. Maybe I'm sure they do. The merchandising, from what I understand, is so much how these places make money. You know what I mean? It's the action figures and the lunch boxes that are really where you make your money. Yeah. Not even though the, even though the movie makes $500 million. <laughs> right. <laughs> and okay. DC, they had their trail. For Black Adam? Yeah. Wow. That's so much. And not the Justice League, but the Justice Society. But they picked the perfect images of there's Hawkman with wings spread. And he looks menacing yeah. like he should. That he's not just, oh, he happens to fly. No, he's like the best warrior on a planet. <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? And Dr. Yeah. Strange is going to be Pierce Brosnan. And he's got the voice for that now. Maybe not when he was younger as Remington Steele and James Bond. But now he's got a little gravel in the voice. And he's going to be great in that role. Yeah. Obviously, he's a rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson. The, the trailer was interesting because it was for like five different movies. The Batman, Flash, Black Adam. But they showed it almost like it was one movie so th i think they're still trying to do the connected world and hey you should watch all of these because look how great they all look it almost looks like one big movie yeah. so. it really might be that they're going to finally get their guy marvel has done a great job of doing that kind of continuity dc can do that they really have great legacy characters and stuff like that they just have to have that little more dose of marvel magic of you really do want to see those, those characters get together and that there really is a big enough menace that it requires them to fight right. together that kind of thing. Um, a Batman movie looks better and better. The Riddler really being menacing instead of the Jim Carrey cartoon <laughs> oh, version. Yeah. And uh, so just that, having only talked about Marvel earlier, wow, the Batman looks great. I'm really, and I, you know, I have never had people immediately, they hear about who's going to be the next Batman and immediately they have an opinion. You haven't seen the movie. How about we let Robert Pattinson do the thing and see how he looks in the cowl and see how he fights. Yes. So we will see Catwoman being different than any of the cat women that have come before. I'm curious to see how, what the new one does. I just am voracious in how I intend yeah. to enjoy my book movies and give somebody the next chance. That's cool, actually. Like my friend Reese and I always agree. We're like, okay, I have no problem. New actors, new stories, new, you could even say it's a new universe of it and yeah. keep it separate. But dear God, we don't need to see Peter getting bit by the spider again. We don't need to see Batman's parents get killed again. Everybody knows that. Just move on. Don't exactly. waste a movie on it. Yeah. They, at least they have started to do that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think we're going to get the origin story again. We're going to get him thrown into this. I don't know. There's crime and there's uh, super criminals. And how does that interact? They did, they did a lot of that with Gotham. Yeah. It really yeah. was that it wasn't only Batman versus his rogues gallery. There really were other agents of corruption going on there that you really had to deal with as well. Whatever they did at one point, Batman was first pursued much by the police. Then it came to an uneasy detente because of Commissioner Gordon. But now they seem to be have been back with that is that you wouldn't let a vigilante run around your city. You know what right. I mean? You really wouldn't say, hey, there's the bat signal. You'd follow that to where you could try to catch him, not to where you could cheer him up. And this Batman, I mean, Colin and I debated this. I said, just from the trailer, this Batman looks very dark. Um, he looks almost psycho. 
And Colin argued saying they've done that before. I'm like, no, this looks over the edge. A little, just a little bit more. All the past Batman movies, he's been dark. Okay, great. And even in the Batman versus Superman, he was that really dark vigilante and searing people with the heated batarangs and whatever. <laughs> but just that that look when Pattinson's in that trailer and he's just pounding on that guy, it's almost detached from reality type thing really a definite psycho what's the difference between him and all the people he's putting behind in arkham what a great way to put it you know what i mean just that the fact that the vigilante has to use terrible tactics in order to overcome these when does he cross the line and say you know batman has had a code against killing and the fact that he has had how many people he put in arkham asylum or jail that then get out and then do their terrible things again the joker right how many has the joker killed so much the dark knight confronted that is I'm finally not going to let the Joker right. get away. You know what I mean? I'm going to, something inside of him rustles as it leaves. That was a great Frank Miller line for when the Joker finally gets killed. <laughs> we, we had that debate recently. I don't remember what we were watching. The Boys maybe or something. But mm-hmm. it was that, okay, so are you really the good guy? And are you really doing what's best if you know the future and you let that guy go? <laughs> and or maybe not let him go but you capture him alive put him in prison but knowing that he's going to be getting out and if killing 10,000 more people yeah so but so morally are you the corrupt and dark one if you kill him now it's that moral ethical question that right. the superheroes do I, the, some of how they've dealt with that in comic books i remember when wonder woman kills maxwell lord because he says no i will continue to control superman and wreak havoc and she's not necessarily a superhero she's a warrior the way you win is by killing the other side not by capturing them and letting them attack you in three years after they rebuilt their strength and so maybe that's what it takes is there has to be a certain mercenary uh, aspect mercenary is not the right word that you'll go as far as you need to what's the difference amount of fanatic in order to fight a fanatic right Ender's What's game. The you know what difference? I mean? You don't just defeat them. You make sure they can never attack you again. That's what right. Ender's game is all about. So <laughs> it's that. What's the difference between like vengeance and revenge and law and doing yep. what's right? I think it was Peacemaker we were watching and we had that debate because uh, there's one episode of that left. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've been keeping I, up. I'm with... I'm probably behind two weeks on that now. Uh, I really yeah, I figured. It. I haven't watched it exactly. So. But I'll but uh, Peacemaker. I'll tell you if out of everything that's been coming out with star wars and all the dc and the marvel if somebody said okay for the first three months of the year you're only allowed to watch one of these movies or one of these shows i really think i would have chose peacemaker yeah i loved finding it the fact that it was i had no expectations for it and then it turned out to be the best aspects of the suicide squad idea that wonderful under overarching conspiracy the first time that the butterfly lulls the tongue out and it's like oh there's things taking over human beings etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah that really has been a much better show than i expected it, 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 for me it's everything it's action and comedy and some witty dialogue and yeah. good characters unique character yeah good show <laughs> fun show <laughs> all right i so i'll be heading home on uh thursday night a red eye believe it or not because Oof. that was the cheapest fare i could find bob and i'll be home i think for at least a week so for sure we can do next Tuesday. Okay. Then I had to skip one, but that was really in the in the teeth of, wow, there's a lot of balls in the air and I can't drop any of them. So thank you for your patience and letting oh, that one go. And we're back. Oh, we'll be course. back on track. Okay. Good. And next week, right. next time, 
we'll uh, update because uh, I'm doing that talk and I'm like looking I'll, I'll at another. Exactly. Yeah, see how things are going with that. A little more on that into the Olympics and we'll see what just that they're anticipating the next movie. We'll, that'll be great. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Well, you take care, okay. you know, you, with okay. everything. Talk to you All later. Right. All right. You have been listening to the Relentless Geekery Podcast. Come back next week and join Alan and Stephen's conversation on Geek Topics of the Week.